Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents our live on-air call-in show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on-air readings. Do you have a concern or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling 1-646-716-5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. show page at Blog Talk Radio after the show begins broadcasting. We're excited. Give us a listen. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. listening to L.I.V.E. On-Air Readings with your Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. host on Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show.
and welcome to this month's on-air call-in show where you have the chance to call in for readings. I am Hi-C Lutmers, and I am one of the Firefly Willows LIVE hosts. I host a couple of shows. Um, one is on the second Sundays of each month called Revolution. The other is on the second Tuesdays of each month called the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist. I would invite you to check those out to listen. Uh, you can listen live, of course, when they air. You can find out more information about them uh, on Facebook for Revolution. It's just facebook.com slash revolution with high C. And for the Amethyst Oracle, it's just facebook.com slash the Amethyst Oracle. I would also encourage you to feel free to like our Firefly Willows L-I-V-E page, facebook.com slash Firefly Willows, to keep up with all of the shows that air under the Firefly Willows L-I-V-E channel. And we have a number of different shows throughout the month covering a wide range of topics and perspectives that I think that you would enjoy listening to. And of course, if you want to hear any past shows, those are always available in the archives, which you can find here on Blog Talk Radio at blogtalkradio.com slash Firefly Willows Live, or they're also available on iTunes. Just do a quick search for Firefly Willows Live and it'll come right up where you can listen, download, or subscribe to them as a podcast so that you would just automatically receive them as soon as they have aired. And we're always interested to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, feedback, so feel free to leave those on our, fire, uh, on our Facebook page um, because we enjoy interacting with you. And that's one of the reasons why we offer this show every month, the call-in show. Uh, as you heard at the beginning, you can either Skype in from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510 and that will get you into the queue in order to receive a reading during the show today. Um, I'm going to be primarily using Tarot, although I also pull a little bit from astrology, numerology, and a couple of other things um, when I do my readings. A uh, little bit later in the show, I will be joined by another um, LIVE um, host, Mildred Lynn McDonald, who is the host of Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn. So she will also be joining me just a bit later in the show to do some tandem readings for people. Uh, and Mildred comes with a very, very keen, intuitive sense. She also often brings in uh, animal medicine, animal totem energy, uh, as well as um, a lot of times she'll bring in things like songs or music and, and other elements that seem to come to her that really help to illustrate and give guidance. So I think that you'll also enjoy the kind of information that she has to offer as well. So having said that, I think that we will go ahead and jump into a reading. And the first person that we have waiting is someone calling from area code 650. Are you there, caller from area code 650? Hello? Hello? Is it me? It, it is. Are you calling from area code 650? Yes, I am. Hello. Well, then it's you. It is you. It is I. So, <laughs> So, what's your name and where are you calling from? I'm David. I'm calling from uh, San Mateo, California. Hello. Well, welcome to the show, David. Thank you. 
what is it that you would like for us to take a look at for you today? Uh, over the past two to three weeks or so, all this endless blocks have just shown up in my life, just a variety of things from stupid things like getting a flat tire, but the bigger thing is that I, um, after being where I am for about five years, I'm being forced to move and just all this stuff. And so I just wanted basically, I guess, a general future reading or something like that because everything just seems to be, like, you know, right now just seems to be block, 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 block. <laughs> and it's like, okay. so. Um, and what's the day and month of your birth? Uh, June 30th. All right. So... The reason I ask that is to calculate a year number and a year card uh, for the birth date. And for me, a year is from birthday to birthday. So you entered your new year in terms of the energy on mm -hmm. June 30th, and it goes through June of next year. Um, and one thing that that indicates is you're in a seven year. So um, yeah. uh, are you familiar with numerology to any extent? A little bit. I actually had a phenomenal uh, numerology reading um, a few months ago and this it said again on my birthday um, and I this reading was a few months ago but um, before my birthday but the guy said um, yes with this birthday I'm entering a whole new uh, seven which is supposed to be you know whatever about success and what have you <laughs> and then of course all this has been happening and I'm like okay this is this isn't the seven I anticipated so well well, first of all, it's just the beginning of the year, relatively speaking. I know, um, I know, but it's still again, secondly, it's a little disturbing to be yeah, well, suddenly like, but okay. Also, <laughs> but, but let us not underestimate that perhaps the things that are happening now are actually paving the road for success. Because, that I understand, but it, yes. <laughs> and, and it's not easy to go through those things necessarily, but it's often necessary in order to get things moving forward and moving to, moving us to where we need to be. And in some ways, you're also getting that very literally in the sense of moving to where you need to yeah. be for that year to suddenly be successful. Um, you know, it certainly can be challenging when it all seems to be happening at once. But, right, yes. Um, but I think the nice thing is that it's happening so early in your year. So it's mm -hmm. kind of getting all of this happening and out of the way relatively soon or quickly within the year so that the rest of the year becomes much more focused forward and about moving to the success rather than feeling as if we were on our way to success and all of a sudden in the last part of the year we hit nothing but roadblocks and obstacles. Right. So... Uh, seven is a number that can represent commitment. So it's a big year to really look at where and how do I commit my energy? And is that still or is that what I want to commit my energy to? So there's a aspect of the seven that says take a step back and look at the big picture. Or if we're on the road, it would be like pull over to the side of the road in order to check the map. Because we're being asked to say, where I put my energy, am I still wanting that goal? Am I still wanting to go in that direction? Um, and sometimes the answer is yes. So it, it says then I need to do kind of a recommitment ceremony. Um, mm -hmm. If the answer is no, then it's the willingness to shift that energy towards the things or the directions that we want to be going now, rather than just a lot of times what, it's pull, what it is 
calling to our attention is where we tend to put our energy by default because we've just gotten used to that. And so some of these obstacles, some of these things that are happening are probably designed to kind of shake you up and shake things up so that you start to say, well, maybe I need to shift how I've been focusing my energy because like if you're having to move all of a sudden out of where you live. It's like saying, well, I had gotten comfortable here, which comfortable can become complacency. And then we think that this is working fine, so I'm just going to do this because this is what I'm used to and it seems to be going along okay. But then something shakes it up and it says, well, now that I have this opportunity that was basically (laughs) given to me, not necessarily that I went looking for, to change things up, how could I re-envision how I put my energy towards the kind of place or the location where I live? And how can I make that move me forward towards a new phase or a next step rather than having just been comfortable where I was? So so this seven-year can be about shifting, examining, and reassessing where and how our energy is focused and things that happen may be happening because those are some of the areas where that energy needs to be committed differently rather than just where it's gotten comfortable the way that we've been committing or focusing it. Seven corresponds to the chariot card. So it's not a surprise you're having to move this year because the chariot card can be about speed. So what you'll find is things happen all of a sudden or things seem to progress very quickly. Um, you know, so it would be like in, in a moving situation like you, you've indicated, it'd be like finding out, you know, not knowing anything that anything was happening. And all of a sudden at the beginning of the month, like, well, we're selling the house. You need to be out by the end of the month. And you're like, what, what, right. where in the world did that come from? <laughs> you know, everything seems yeah. to happen very suddenly in a chariot year or, or events progress very quickly. Um, and sometimes we may feel like all we're, all we're doing is playing catch up. Like we can barely just keep up because everything's happening so quickly. But the key there goes back to that idea of how we're focusing our energy because the chariot card says we want to get into the driver's seat and determine when, where, and how our life is moving towards rather than feeling as if we're a passenger at the whim of other things. So this says even though it may have been out of your control for having to make the move, you can take the reins of that opportunity and really guide it towards where you want to go and what you want and kind of say, now I have a blank canvas to recreate a space that I live in. Let me find the place that really is best for where I'm at and what I envision myself creating as I move forward rather than just desperately grabbing onto something or moving for the sake of moving or whatever right. reasons it would end up becoming. So we really want to be more driving the situation, even if the initial circumstance wasn't under our control, rather than letting circumstances as they progress continue to drive us. Um, but it is, you know, and I think that this is kind of, that's why I use kind of that paving the way or setting the stage because that cherry card is so much a card that indicates a year where we're on the go. It's a card of travel and movement. So it is, it's a great year to make a move. So it falls right in line with the energy of what this year is about for you. So you may not have been thinking that, but 
other forces knew better. And so they're mm-hmm. like, hey, this this is the best time for this to happen. So therefore, we're going to start making it happen for him because it wasn't on your conscious radar. Um, and it's a great time for travel and not necessarily to settle down or settle into one thing. So you may not even have to find a permanent place to live or make that a priority right now versus something that's temporary that serves your needs, but you know that it's not necessarily going to be your landing place because there seems to be a lot of flux, a lot of movement that still is happening. Um, And maybe take advantage of, you know, if you're going to have to put stuff in storage, then put stuff in storage and take advantage of taking some trips, (laughs) travel a little bit, because the the chariot card certainly recommends travel during this year. Um, And uh, connected to that, it says really pay attention um, to travel-related things because people you meet while traveling, information or something that you come across while traveling is probably very key to how you're trying to move forward or something that you were needing or looking for. Um, that can either be while you're traveling, but also pay attention if you suddenly meet somebody who is traveling, like you're someplace right. and it's you know somebody from New York who's here on business or something, um, because. Either way, travel seems to be a catalyst during a chariot year for moving us forward, for bringing us what we need, and that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, I will say that the chariot card is often a card of ego. And sometimes things that happen during a chariot year are designed to uh, perhaps be a bit of a check on our own ego. Um, to, yeah, to make I it take that step back. I mean, it might be, but I don't because I've just, you know, again, I've had so much ripped away from me that I just don't have an ego about anything anymore. So, And I may end <laughs> up stripping everything to the bare minimum when I move because I don't want to put stuff into storage because it just economically doesn't make sense. So, But, um, but yeah, so I, that's fine. So. Well, but, but, that, but, just, that's, but that's stripping. Well, but e- ego, so... Sometimes ego can just be things that we've become comfortable with or become attached to, and so that right, which is the, the term you <laughs> just used. Like I said, I've I've been so stripped of everything uh, emotionally or what have you. I don't. I'm not attached to anything anymore. So it's just, well, but so but, it's but like, even using that word when you said not putting things in storage, you know, stripping those other things away, the external things, whether it's the the environment you've been living in or the other right. things that that you have, uh, but that's kind of an opportunity for recreation. And oh, no, I know all that, yes. So, no, I agree with that. It's right. It's just a, yep. So, yeah. uh, you know, and so the cards coming up. Uh, so one thing I will say astrologically, and I'll probably come back to this later in the show as well, but um, the, the, the first week, week and a half of September is a little bit, uh, let us just say challenging <laughs> energetically. Mm-hmm. Um But after September 10th, things suddenly open up and start to really allow us to go bigger and to to move forward. So I think that what you're experiencing is just kind of this energetic aspect of what this particular little time period is about. But you'll probably find that what feels like nothing but obstacles and blocks will suddenly start to break through, open up, or, or even just disappear after September 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that means that we may not have to push very hard. Plus, I'm seeing that with the cards that came up, because the first card that came up for you was the reversed tower card. And when I say reversed, it just means it's upside down. So uh-huh. the tower card tends to be 
a card that people don't like because it's like the 10.0 earthquake. It's it's major upheaval and radical change and everything seems to blow up in our face. And But the reversal of it is more like a 3.0. And it says, yes, we're going through a shakeup, but it may not be nearly as big or dramatic as it seems in the moment. So, you know, oh. we, we, we Californians, um, you know, we, we know what that feels like. It's like when you feel that earthquake for that 15 right. seconds, you, you have all of those images in your head because you don't know how big it is or how big it's going to get all of a sudden. And so you have all right. those images in your head of what's happening and, oh, my gosh, is my house going to fall down around me? And then a minute later, it's kind of like, oh, all right, then let me just pick up that bottle of shampoo that fell over and now I'll just get on with my life because that's really all it was. So right. the, the reversal of this card showing up is really nice because what's feeling like it's a 10.0 is actually going to end up being more of a 3 or 4.0 little trembler mm-hmm. that you'll be able to look back on and go, oh, that was just a little small moment within this year rather than this was something that seems to just be lingering and going on and it's just like, you know, thrown everything into such upheaval. Um, it also kind of is, and that's why I use like the, the shampoo bottle idea. I think what feels right. like all the pieces are falling apart right now, you're going to find that they're fairly quickly and easily able to put back into place in a different way, but still be able to pick up and put back into place fairly easily and fairly quickly. Um, rather than it being something that's going to be long-lasting. And the Two of Pentacles is next to that. And Two of Pentacles is nice because Two of Pentacles represents the sense of being able to juggle multiple things but still stay in balance. So being right next to that Tower card reversed, there's a sense that it's not going to take very long for us to feel as if we're able to get a handle on things and start to come back into a balanced sense so we can start focusing on the best way to to deal with this, the, the, the right way to make this happen. And Two of Pentacles can be nice because it shows that it's going to, in some ways, open up options because Two of Pentacles can mm-hmm. often indicate that we have more than one thing to choose from or more than one thing that we're able to take advantage of. Um, so this may actually, like, living situation, this would probably tell us. And Two of Pentacles for me, well, is the second week of fall in a general sense. So that would say that probably around the beginning of October is when you probably will find some place to live. Yeah. Um, Two of Pentacles would indicate you'll probably have more than one place to choose from. So Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to have a lot of difficulty, nor is it going to take very long for you to um, be able to sort that out. And you're probably going to like the kind of options that you have to choose from rather than having it just be, I have to just take something and settle for something. Right. Um, relationships are really important right now, especially astrologically through the month of September. Um, so, and two of pentacles twos would also emphasize that. So making connections, using the network, um, not trying to do it all by ourselves, uh, is a very key element to moving this forward a little bit more smoothly and easily. I would say that if you're already looking for someplace to live, that you'll probably have much better luck in finding options after September 10th. So Yeah, I wasn't maybe, even going to consider, because I'm supposed to be out of here basically a week before Halloween, so I wasn't even going to start looking be, until October anyway, so that's fine, so, or oh, the end of September, I, so that, that ties I, in. I would actually encourage you to start looking a bit earlier than that, and maybe even though it's nice that you have until the end of October, I would actually maybe say, 
think about setting a timeline for yourself of trying to find something to move into at the beginning of October. Because mm-hmm. um, you don't have to wait until the last minute to move just because that's the deadline that's been put on you. And this is where we come no, back no, to No, I understand that, but there's, there's financial considerations that um, are, that's the main thing about this, is this the financial stuff, is that this comes at a, again, it's a massive, uh, massive obstacle uh, financially to do this. So, and that's the problem, because as you know, in this area, just rents are beyond exorbitant, um, and that's, yeah. And so I don't know whether I'm supposed to be leaving the state or, you know, whatever, or moving back east where I'm from or whatever the deal is. So, uh, so it's, it's bigger than just looking for a place and saying, okay, I'll go there. So, <laughs> Well, two, two of pentacles would all, and the reverse tower card would also tell me that it's probably not going to be as financially difficult as it may seem at this moment. And I think after okay. September 10th, there will be something that happens or there will be indications as to how and why this can actually happen a little easier, especially in terms of material resources, than you are initially thinking that it is at this moment. Because Neptune is playing tricks with us right now, so your mind can be a bit (laughs) foggy and we can create illusions in our head where we make everything either bigger than it is or we aren't able to see it clearly and so we start to go into fear mode because we think it looks like scary fog. but that'll start to clear up uh, over the next week. Uh, and then after September 10th, I think you'll have a much clearer sense. And I think you'll find that there are some options that you have. And it's not going to be as much of a financial difficulty as you might think. Um, mm-hmm. There is actually an indication here, since you brought this up, of perhaps moving back east. Uh-huh. Um, the Ace of Swords is here. The, the, the Three of Cups is reversed, and then the Ace of Swords follows it, and those are both in kind of the outcome or the outlook cards. And Three mm-hmm. of Cups reversed can indicate that we are separating from the the network or the surroundings and the people that we have been surrounded by. Um, uh-huh. It's kind of like leaving the group uh, in order, right. and, and the Ace of Swords would say Aces represent something new. So there's a sense of a new plan, a new focus. Uh, the reason I said moving back east is because Cups is water, which represents the West. Swords is air, which represents the East. So the fact that we yeah. have the Cups card reversed, which would indicate this idea of separating from or moving away from the West and the Ace of Swords being new beginnings, and then the East, there is a sense that that moving in an easterly direction (laughs) um, Uh is probably where to start focusing. Uh, And whether that's back East or just East of where you're at right now, um, like, you know, moving to the Eastern Bay, to the East Bay or something like that. But there is a sense that that's a new way of thinking about things and a new focus starts to come into play and that looking eastward probably is going to be something um, to do. And that two of pentacles coming in, because it's that chariot card again, it's not necessarily where we're going to settle permanently. But the two of pentacles... Right, I was going to say going east is absolutely not desirable whatsoever. So. <laughs> well, two, but of again, pentacles, it's just... two, two of pentacles could say it's, it's someplace we go to temporarily, maybe for a couple of years, right. to reestablish yeah. ourselves, to get back on our feet, to, to refocus or whatever. Um, so it's, it's, we don't want to throw out the option just because it's something that we don't like versus 
I would right. think of the cherry card like the layover card. You know, it's like if I want to fly from here mm-hmm. to New York, I have to have a layover in Chicago. If I'm not willing to do right. that, which I'm, I'm fine for like six months, but no more than a year at that. So it's just a uh, yeah, because I don't want to settle for you know years and years and years, even temporarily. So anyway, so. Because where I am now, which is actually great, and it's funny because all the stuff you sort of described about the next place kind of applied to this place, um, and it all worked out, and I even got a discount when I came into this place, minor discount, um, and that all applied here, so that all clicked out, so that was that was a really good thing, but now the next place I don't know about, so, and but this place was also supposed to be temporary, so, and it sort of dragged out for almost five years, <laughs> not by choice, well, believe me, not by choice. <laughs> well, but but there's two lessons there. Because one, it says that the way that this one seemed to work out is probably there's a lot going to be a lot of echo in how things work out again. Right. In that you yeah. know you got a discount someplace where you didn't know you would or whatever. But yeah. things things are probably going to happen in a very similar way. So if nothing else, that might give us a little bit of a chance to take a breath and go, okay, then maybe it's going to right. be fine yeah. because you know this also worked out. And two, you hadn't planned for this to be so permanent. And yet it's turned into that. But we can learn from that to say, okay, how did I allow this to become more permanent than it needed to be? And let me make sure I don't repeat that pattern or I don't allow myself to do that again when I've made my commitment to something being temporary. Oh, true. But in in this case, it really was uh, just stuff beyond my control and there's a million stories behind that and that's why i never intended this place to be more than like one or two years and uh and again i you know it's great being here and everything and i was fine with it but i just it was not supposed to be it was not supposed to last as long as it, and it was not because whatever the universe did a lot of stuff that made me stay here so which was fine but it ended up being again block 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 and i wasn't able to move into something else so because I'm a cancer, so in the traditional sense in that, I really do just want to, you know, settle down around that. And a few years ago, I did. I had a house, owned a house, blah, 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 and it was, I thought that was going to be permanent, and that was ripped away from me, too. So <laughs> so all I do is move and change and everything, So and it gets tiring after a while. So, <laughs> Well, I, you know, one, I look at both the chariot card and the cards that came up, and there doesn't seem to be this indication that it's going to be so much out of your control. Perhaps mm-hmm. the, the, the perhaps That's the really initial, good to hear because yeah, yeah, because maybe these initial catalyzing situations are out of your control. That's setting it in motion, but there doesn't right. seem to be any sort of you know long-lasting indication of things are going to be out of my control, especially because the Ace of Swords is there in the long term. There is yeah. a sense I, I, of... I honestly don't mind moving. In fact, where I am now was a, was a hop because the place I was at before, which was a rental, um, just didn't work out. And so I'm fine with moving. It's just in this case, the options are severely limited um, for things beyond my control. And that's the only reason. Otherwise, I would have no problem saying, okay, yeah, I'll move here, move there. I'm open to stuff like that. So that's, this. I guess what I'm saying is this is very unusual in my life in that sense because it does feel like so much is out of my control now than ever before so and that's why it's like okay you know <laughs> so it, this is getting really really tiring so <laughs> well I, well two of pentacles and three of cups I would also say that um one option to really look at for the moment would be to be sharing a space like sharing a house with oh, someone. Oh, yeah, again, and, it's nothing I enjoy doing, but I'm going to probably be forced to do that. So, yeah, no, well, I know that. 
Um, but Two of Pentacles and Three of Cups reversed says, really look for opportunities where you would just be sharing a house or a space with one person, not with more multiple people. Right. Um, but there's so, other, anyways, right. It's fine, but there's other issues with that because I have a dog and I may have to give the dog away, which, again, makes no sense. And, you know, I, again, there's just all these, you know, block, 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 block. So what you're saying is well, fine, but, yeah. So. But but like the cards that come up, I don't see you having to give the dog away, for example. Cause well, that's there's, good. Well, there's, there's, there's there are cards. Because <laughs> there aren't things that are coming up here that are, you know, the big cards of like letting go of things and having to really just, you know, separate from things we have attachment to and all of that kind of thing. So okay. that doesn't seem to be a big factor. And I think that's why the tower card reversed is here, because it's kind of there to reassure you and say, it feels like that 10.0, everything's falling down around me in the moment. (laughs) But the reversal says it's not going to be nearly as bad as it feels like during those 15 seconds when you're hiding under the desk thinking, is this the big one? Because the reversal says this is not the big one. So we can just relax. We just ride it out for the 15 seconds, and then we oh, pick up the shampoo bottle and keep going. So it doesn't seem as if there's going to be some of these big doom and gloom things that it might feel like or might, we might be worried mm-hmm. about or are going to happen from this. It's going to be right. far less traumatic and dramatic <laughs> as it <laughs> feels like in the moment. Oh, good. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> So, cool. And then what about like finances and everything? Is this um, is this year going to lead to? Well, actually, it, ha- it has to. Literally, it has to. But um, <laughs> is it, are, are there promising finances coming? Or? Uh, well, if, well, one. If we go back to the, the chariot card, it finances will be okay as long as we don't spin our wheels. So mm-hmm. we have. To just keep moving forward, and we can't get complacent or lazy, and yeah, well, um, and, and it would also challenge you to perhaps start pushing in new directions or doing things in some new ways to stimulate the the financial thing. The nice thing is that you give a little push, and thing like the cherry cards are going from zero to 150 in one second. So, you know, you you push a little bit on the gas pedal for something and it suddenly Mm -hmm. like goes just like shoots, you know, out of the gate. But the key there, of course, is we have to, you know, if we're sitting at the light but never touch the gas pedal, we can't complain that the car is not zooming forward, you know, but a little tap on the gas pedal is actually going to be far more energized and move things along far more quickly. So, and some of that can be about being willing to go in new directions, to be on the go, to move yeah, around. Yeah, the whole extent. My entire um, life has been that way, not through choice necessarily, but that's all I've done is new directions. So, and so it's just it sounds like standard operating procedure. So. <laughs> well, like like the cherry card would say, you know, if we've always been working from a home base, then this is the year to start traveling around and offering what we do on a mobile way, rather than mm-hmm. just everybody has to come to me kind of way. So, you know, we're, we're out and about. We go here, we go there, rather right. than we're located in just, like if somebody's asking about career or, or their work situation, the chariot year would be a year, well, one, it'd be a really good year to change jobs if you're thinking of doing that. But um, 
it also would say that you might end up finding that you're doing more travel for work or you no longer have an office because now it's like on Mondays you're here and on Tuesdays you're there and on Wednesdays you're there and then the next week you go here, there. Um, You know, that's the kind of approach to take or that's the kind of way to be envisioning what to do or Mm -hmm. how to go about doing things in this coming year. And that will certainly, doing that will stimulate and cultivate the financial realm um, versus not doing that, which would mean it would limit the financial situation more. Um, So it may actually be that having to make this move is going to somehow improve your financial, either your ability to earn more or your financial situation in general. Um, But something about it seems to be both stimulating and moving it forward, not actually draining it or getting in the way. Um, And, you know, in the cards that came up that I pulled just looking at the financial thing specifically um, are also really nice because we have the Queen of Cups, we have the Four of Cups. So both of those coming right there says, you know, we can relax with this. We're actually going to ride this out pretty calmly, even though it may not feel like it at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you could say this too shall pass, which I know is very cliche, but these are kind of like saying it's it's a it's a blip on the radar. It's not this big overarching theme of the year or anything like that. Um, Four of Cups especially would say to notice things that are on the periphery or things may be offered or coming in in a way or from a direction or from a source that we hadn't necessarily expected or anticipated. And we want to take the blinders Uh off and be open to that to see that rather than just looking for something to be the way that we think it's going to look like. Right. Um, like, well, again, I've lived my life most of that way and around that. So this is, again, standard operating procedures. So, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm open to stuff and I push stuff forward and that. The problem is, again, for the past few years is that all that stuff has just been constantly shut down at me. Opportunities pop up and then they disappear, and it's, that's the problem, So, which is why well, but, I am where I am. So. But I think that that's going to be behind you because the chariot card is kind well, of like we're looking. <laughs> it ha- it literally has to be, so... <laughs> But that's what a chariot year is about. A chariot year says we're finally moving forward and we're getting to look in the rearview mirror to look at the past and watch it recede behind us that's what rather I than hear, so. still being in front of us. Um, right. and, you know, and the outlook cards that came up for the financial situation for the short term is the reversed emperor card, but the long term is the three of pentacles. So, mm-hmm. yes, reversed emperor card can be a destabilization um, you know, or kind of this up and down situation. But it's in the short term, which for me is one to three months. So it's it's a, a short-term situation. It's a short-term effect, not a long-term mm-hmm. effect. Because the Three of Pentacles is really nice in the long term because it's a card of work, but it also shows us doing work. But it's a collaborative card and a teamwork card. So I would say that we need to start focusing on not just working by ourselves or with ourselves. Oh, yeah. No, which again. Focusing it, on collaboration. Well, again. Right, that's what I have been doing, and it's gone nowhere. But yeah, no, I'm again, I'm open to these things. I push forward, and then just block, 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 and that's been the problem. So, well, but but part yeah. of it may be understanding and learning timing. Oh and yeah, so, well, it seems to be timing. It's just right because this has been, yes, <laughs> and and but, <laughs> things but, have come but, to but, a very dramatic head. So. Well, right, Not but by that my means, own doings. but the, but the timing is shifting, and it, it, because if the chariot card is our year card, it says it's the time to zoom forward, and so yeah, well, good. The yeah. timing seems to be shifting, and the Three of Pentacles being here says this is actually where our finances are going. 
meaning mm-hmm. we're moving towards a because pentacles is earth so it's a very um solid um tangible oh, real manifesting suit and so three of pentacles would say it's work and effort that we do in collaboration with others that is mm-hmm. real, that is solid, that has a strong foundation, which, that manifests. Which is what I want to do, yes. Well, but, but I think that what we're seeing is now the timing is starting to come for when it's the right time for what you've been trying to do, but maybe just pushing it too soon. Whether that right. means we had to learn something or experience something or we had to wait until the right people come into our sphere. Right. But the timing seems to be at hand. Um, Good. And, and Three of Pentacles <laughs> follows that. Two of Pentacles. Three of Pentacles is also during that October time frame. So there seems to be a lot about October that's probably going to be a big turning point or catalyst point or uh, revelation point. Um, for how this is going to start coming together. I think it's going to open up the focus and starts to become much more clear in October as to how mm-hmm. all of these pieces are starting to fall together. And right, some which, of, of course, time, you know, that, that will correspond with the move one way or the other, whether it's end of September or beginning of October. So, yeah, that makes sense. So. Right. Um, so I think that a lot of that clarity, some of that clarity will probably start after September 10th, but I think October seems to be very indicated here in a lot of different ways that it's going, that's when it's going to seem as if now I can see how this is going to work out. Now I can see how these things are going to fall into place. Now I can see how this is going to be advantageous to actually make real what I've been trying to do and meeting resistance or obstacles for previously that now has a much more real, tangible ability to manifest itself into something sustainable. Because Pentacles is the idea of sustainability and viability for the long term. (laughs) Well, it's that earth suit because it's that, you know, feeling rooted and grounded and on a solid foundation. Um, And that's what we're heading towards at this point. So I think that you're in the difficult transition point with things that are happening to kind of set this fuse of timing into motion. But Mm -hmm. by October, which Fortunately, it's not very long, so it's not going to take very long right. for it to start to feel as if it's falling into place or becoming much more clear and focused as to how, why, and what it's going to look like and how you can take advantage of it. The key to a cherry ear is to take advantage of things very quickly because opportunities come and go very quickly. Which, and which so again, it just... just it- yeah, it's standard operating procedure because I do that. I really do. Um, when something pops up, you know, I jump on and say, okay, fine. But like I said, it's just been block, 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 block. So, but hopefully, yes, well, I have to turn around. So. Well, but there's, there's a lot here that indicates that doing that now, that this is really the year where, that, where you already have that tendency anyway. That tendency mm-hmm. is going to end up moving things forward and paying off far more than what it might have in the past because the energies are now aligned for that Good. to fall into place and to actually happen and move forward. Great. Cool. So, questions about that? No, no, that seemed, that's really good. That's, because uh, <laughs> like I said, it's just, because uh, I've been going through this 14, for 14 years now, one way or the other, and it has been just jumping on opportunity, endless opportunities on the stuff and all that, and it just, again, block, 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 so it's time for something to give, so. Well, and and 14 years, so Saturn gives us, if if we think of school, how, you know, we go through a school year and then we have final exams, 
and right. those determine whether we move to the next year, um, you know, whether we graduate. So Saturn basically puts us through this every seven years. And so this is, this is the final exam period. And, it, mm-hmm. and what, what, it, what Saturn is saying is, if you, ex, if you can show me that you've learned the lesson, right. then you get to graduate to the next phase. And if you can get through a seven-year, oh, well, there's our seven-year. If you can get through a right. seven-year, then, uh, and, and it doesn't mean the whole year necessarily. It just means the things that come up during that year. But if you can get through right. those things, then you'll find that you are able to move forward and progress. It's like you get to graduate to the next thing rather than be held back once again in the previous grade. Right. So meeting these things head on and not giving up versus taking the challenge and running with it is going to show mm-hmm. that, that you have learned those lessons. And some of those lessons you've already learned because you already exhibit them, like the willingness to just grab and run with things and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like I say, it's just so. ongoing. I'm just waiting for the payoff and 14 years of this. And it's like, okay, where's the payoff? You know, so, so anyways, because every year starts with it's going to be this year and then it ends, up not, it ends up things get worse. They get better spiritually and what have you. That's been brilliant. It's, that's the irony of the whole thing. So I've grown tremendously over the past 14 years that way. But you know, financially and life-wise and just realistically, you know, living on this planet, it has been, no, it's been block, 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 and it just keeps, you know, so, right. But that's, but that's what we see shifting because, especially here, like, if we look at finances, which is our material right. resources, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. That three of pentacles being here is saying, and because pentacles is that suit of, of the material world like money and job and environment. So there's a sense, and three is a number of sprouts of growth, of of things starting to birth into being. Oh, neat, good. Because I planted lots of seeds, literally, I mean, in in the sense that I've done all this, I have stuff, I know what I want to do and all sort of stuff, and so... And that's, that's, that was the irony. About three weeks ago, this whole thing for me was ready to take off how I was envisioning everything in a positive way in line with things. And then, like I said, everything just blew up again. And, you know, I get this notice that, you know, blah, 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 get out and all sort of stuff. So, <laughs> so okay, well, well but, good but, then, then. But I think that all of that needed to happen. Well, it's, which is on, on the internal, just, the internal I, levels. And I, now you're going to start seeing the birth of the manifesting payoff. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, again, it's, uh, it's about time. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be egotistical. It's just, again, you know, 14 years of the same thing over and over and over again, no matter what you try. And then just, you know, it's like, again, it's a cliche thing, you know, you know, whatever, you know, move forward one step, then, you know, go back two steps and everything like that. So, and it's just, <laughs> after a while, you're kind of like, okay, is this yet, you know, yet another year of, you know, well, no, thing. So a, a it's year. not, which is good. Yeah, and a chariot year isn't necessarily about moving forward step by step. A chariot year actually tends to move forward by leaps and bounds. So yeah, you'll, you'll awesome. probably you'll probably sense by the end of the year, and as the year progresses, that things seem to really kind of lurch forward or leap forward. Um, and, there's and, and the funny thing, honestly, and that has happened in my life before many times. Unfortunately, it was ultimately all ripped away from me, but it did do that. I, took, I have taken dramatic, dramatic leaps, stuff that I didn't even think was possible, uh, both, well, not only spiritually, but, you know, financially and stuff. So it has happened. I have experienced it. It just got all ripped away, and that was the irony. So I'm assuming it's going to take now. <laughs> <laughs> as I move forward, that it will actually be like, yes, you know, I won't be homeless when I'm 70 or something. <laughs> so. Well, no, it, it, there, there does seem to be a strong indication, to use your words, that it is going to start taking now. Yes. 
Good. It's like we, you know, <laughs> it's like we kept planting different things in the garden, and nothing ever seemed to to really grow. And so right. it's like fine, and I'm just going to try this. You know, and there's at least one other thing right. I haven't tried. So I go and I plant. Yeah, that well, in my case, like I plant like, the garden, the seeds come up, and then the next day, the, everything's dead. So it's like, it's like all right. Well, yeah, so. but but this is like saying that we plant seeds, and we're like, well, let's try this. I, Probably won't work since right. nothing else has. And then we come out and suddenly it's it's starting to really bloom and sprout quickly. It's like within three weeks, all of a sudden there's sprouts. And then right. you know, two weeks later, there's flowers and fruit and everything. Well, okay, apparently I found the right thing to plant. So that seems to be the point that we've reached. Great. Well, fantastic. That's good to hear. Cool. Well, thank you. You are welcome. That was Thanks for calling in. Extremely helpful. No problem. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Enjoy the day. Thanks. All right. So I think we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will go to area code 646. So if you're calling from area code 646, be ready, because after this break, we're going to come to you first. Une façon de voir la vie, un peu plus grande qu'un pays, un dessin, un regard. C'est de la musique et des cris, un pour tous et tous réunis, un chemin, une histoire. Mi vida, mi sabor, mi fuerza, mi amor, color gitano, ma raison, mes valeurs, ma maison, ma couleur, color gitano. You are listening to L.I.V.E. On-Air Readings with your Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. hosts on Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. gathering for men who love men will be held October 3rd to the 6th, 2014 at a private healing center in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Sponsored by the Brothers of the Unnamed Path, this event will consist of workshops and presentations focused on creating social change and healing through the lens of magic and brotherhood. Come and share your energy and love with your presence. Presentation slots are still available for those interested. More information on this exciting weekend gathering can be found at www.stoneandstang.com. Let it be. And we're back. This is Firefly Willows L.I.V.E., our monthly call-in show where you have the chance to call in and receive a reading live on the air. My name is Hi-C Lutmers, and I am a host of a couple of shows on Firefly Willows L.I.V.E., Revolution on the first, uh, sorry, Revolution on the second Sundays and the Amethyst Oracle on the second Tuesdays. If you'd like to get into the Q4 reading, you can do so by Skyping in from the show page, or you can call 646 716 
5510. So we're going to go ahead and move to our next caller, and this is someone calling from area code 646. Are you there, caller, in area code 646? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking the call. Well, I'm happy to take it. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Kayla. I'm calling from New York. All right. Well, welcome to the show. What is it that we could look at for you today? Um, my birthday was yesterday, so I kind of wanted to what's in store for this birthday year. Well, first of all, woo, happy birthday. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So yesterday, the 30th, was the, the actual birthday, correct? Uh, yes, it was, and it was, it was interesting, um, especially as the night kicked in. Um, I was with um, my love interest, and, you know, he's been going through some financial stuff and other things. You know, um, he was trying to be cheery, but I don't know, because of the moon and Scorpio and all this other stuff, you know, well, whatever. Well, yeah, this weekend is you're going to see a lot of brooding and we can really be prone to depression or seeing the darker pessimistic side of things because we have both the moon in Scorpio as well as Mars is in Scorpio right now in a bigger sense through kind of the mid-September time frame so it's kind of compounded over this weekend especially um yes and saturn well saturn yes saturn is not exactly playing nicely this weekend either it's going to throw in its own little it always has to assert its dominance you know saturn (laughs) um it's like i'm in charge here people (laughs) but uh yeah saturn the way saturn for me would compound that is that it would it, it dredges up the pessimism. Well, Saturn does it, but the Mars and Scorpio and the Scorpio moon dredges up the pessimism. And then Saturn means that the pessimism can only see how limited things are, how boxed in we are, how, you know, everything is saying, because like, it, Saturn is the father figure, so it's like everything is saying no to us. And I'm the little teenager that says, how come you can always say no to me? I never get anything I want. Um, the, fortunately, the moon passes through these things quickly. <laughs> so, you know, we'll be out of that after this weekend, at least the moon in Scorpio. That will shift as of tonight, I think. Um, and Mars in Scorpio is only till September 15th. But um, it, if you heard me with the previous caller, there was a point where I was talking about the astrology, what's going on right now. And actually, the, the right now and through kind of the first week and a half of September is let's just say there's a bit of power and power struggles, control issues, uh, a lot of clashes when it comes to authority. Um, and we may feel as if we're being very limited um, and that things don't seem to move forward or don't seem to be going our way or that kind of thing. But all of that's going to shift after September 10th. So if we can just kind of breathe through the first week and a half, then after September 10th is when we really want to start getting engaged and taking action on things, and we'll see a lot more um, progress and a lot more fruitfulness from the efforts that we put forth after September 10th. Um, Now, for you, 
using your birthday, we calculate your year number and your year card, remembering that that year means from birthday to birthday, so yesterday through next year of your birthday. Um, and the number for this year is nine. And nine is a number of completion, closure. Uh, so it's a year to focus on what already is in process or already exists that needs to be brought to completion or closure. Um, it's not necessarily the best year to start new things unless we can definitively say we have tied up all loose ends and brought something to complete closure so that it has opened up that space and there is nothing to pull us backwards into the past or into the old once we start initiating the new. Um, so just keep that in mind, especially if there were things that you were thinking of implementing or starting uh, during this year. Um, if there's anything from the old that would somehow pop back in that could create delay or obstacle or it's like a string that would pull us backwards, then deal with the string first, cut the cords first, then initiate, rather than hoping that starting something new will just get us out of or away from something that we haven't actually brought closure to. It'll just create tension. Think of like that string. It'll just keep pulling that string tighter and tighter. Um, and nine is also a number of patterns and cycles. So it's a year where we may be called to become more conscious or have awareness brought to areas where we are tending to fall into habits or patterns that no longer serve us or are no longer healthy. And when we become aware of those, to be willing to start doing something to change them rather than to just write them off as, that's just how I am, or that's just the way I do things, or, you know, <laughs> the, the classic thing I often hear, from, well, you know, I'm a Virgo, so that's just how it is. I'm like, well, no, that doesn't get to be your excuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, so paying attention to where things that have happened over and over again or the way that we keep doing things in a similar way over and over again, how that may not serve us anymore, how that may not be effective for us anymore, how that may not be healthy for us anymore. And then the willingness to change that is going to be very key during this year. Uh, and to not hold on too tightly to things. That closure and completion says when things rec have, you know, when things are showing us that they have come to the end of their life cycle, let us not try to hold on to or force it to live beyond that. Let's not keep it on life support versus allowing it to come to an end to open up the possibility of something new that may even be better or more satisfying or make us happier. We just can't see that because we've gotten used to the old and we worry that something won't be as good as, something won't be better than. Nine corresponds to the Hermit card. And the Hermit card is a card of retreat and introspection. Uh, so it does kind of point to this year as needing to be more diligent in carving out alone time for yourself to step away from the outside influences and outside noise more often in order to come back to center, to come back to hearing your own thoughts, to figuring out what feels best and right for you from your own place rather than from the 
influence and impact of outside voices and people and situations and that kind of thing. Um, specifically, taking retreats is certainly highlighted during this year. So, And that can mean going away for three months to do a silent meditation retreat. That could mean regularly doing something that is a retreat for you, uh, you know, going to the spa every Saturday, having a bath every other night, taking a hike in the woods. But a lot of that is t- doing that for yourself and with yourself on a regular basis. Um, it's where you would go that you would call a refuge from life or from the world, um, where you can hear yourself think. And, um, and also recognizing that we can create that kind of refuge or that cave, if you want to think of the hermit idea. We can create that space anywhere, anytime for ourselves if we just do it consciously. So like if we're in the car, let's say that we commute. Um, a lot of people you know, dread being in the car because they feel like it's either wasted time or they, you know, or get frustrated with the other drivers. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have to deal with all these stupid drivers for an hour every day going to and from work. And instead, if we looked at the car as our cave and not let things randomly come into that space, meaning don't just turn the radio on and whatever comes out of the radio is what fills that space. So we may hear somebody say something that makes us angry or causes us stress or whatever but instead to consciously choose what we fill the space we are inhabiting with, no matter when or where that space is. So choosing what music you play very specifically in the car that affects your mood in the way that you want it to, um, listening to podcasts that teach or that are spiritually enriching or whatever it is that would resonate for you, so that that's what that space becomes. And it shifts our perception. Because suddenly it becomes not dreading the commute to and from work, but looking forward to it. And even if there's traffic, hey, that's okay. It just means I have more time to listen to this podcast. Exactly. So it, exactly. Yeah. So so that's kind of the approach to take this year is consciously looking at and approaching and filling every space that you inhabit on a regular basis with what you want and need it to be filled with rather than for it to randomly be filled and creating that space around you whenever and wherever you need it on a regular basis. And whether it's in a car or in a cubicle at work or going off literally to a cave <laughs> it's or your house and creating a space or a refuge feeling in your house, um, this is the year to really focus on having that around you and both creating those spaces so that they're there ongoing, but also cultivating that perception and that consciousness so that we are always then putting that effort towards the space that we are in, even as we move out of a hermit year, because we've cultivated that skill uh, and recognize the importance of what I consciously do with the space is going to be far more conducive to supporting me rather than just it being a space I have to be in, and then I just have to figure out a way to deal with it, whatever is there. Yes, that's true. And the cards I use for the year cards, they're correlated to Egyptian deities. The hermit card correlates to Thoth. And a lot of people know who Thoth is, um, but he's the god uh, that gave us writing. Um, He's the god of communication. He's the god of divination. 
Uh, he's the god of wisdom, kind of like ultimate wisdom and alchemy. Um, so, and he's also the god of cycles. And he's one of the gods of the moon. So this is a year of noticing and respecting and honoring and working with the natural cycles of things. This is a year of honing the message that you are putting out to the world, which is how the world knows you, and determining whether you need to change that message, whether you need to communicate it in a different way, whether you need to tweak it, whether you need to change the means that you're communicating that message with. It's a great year for um, really diving into communication projects that you've thought of doing, whether it's writing, you know, if you've always wanted to write the great novel, this is a great year to do that. Um, starting a blog, starting your own YouTube channel, however it is that you would be, and it doesn't have to just be putting it out to the world because it could also be journaling for yourself. But it's this idea of using communication and the tools of communication in a way that reflects what you want to be putting out and also becomes a tool to help you get out of you what it is that wants to be said. And whether that's just for your own eyes and ears or whether that's for the world's eyes and ears, this is the year for putting emphasis on that. Mm, okay. So now, before I look at, because I, I then pull just some more specific cards just to look at what would be most helpful in the year, et cetera. But before I do that, any questions about the year number, the year card that I talked about? Um, no, I'm very clear. Actually, my uh, my full name as of tonight. So I'm, I am very uh, I'm very aware of the nine energy. But I, I love your insight. And um, the question I have. Uh, is with the love aspect, because I, you know, just, just curious, that's all. With this specific person? Or just yeah. love and, okay. Yeah, because, you know, um, he's a good person, but there's other things going on spiritually, um, and I see it. I'm inclined, and I sense it, and he's inclined, but I, I'm like, you're denying something that's very apparent and you know it's kind of like a dog chasing his tail and it's sad you know I'm not here to rescue anyone but well and, and this is this is where the communication theme plays in as well for the year because it says you have to one make sure that you are communicating in a way that is clear and the message you know it's on message for what you want to be saying and, and putting forth to someone. But then you also have to pay attention to what is being communicated back. If, if there is a tendency towards miscommunication, misunderstanding, or you know, not communicating things, then that is not necessarily what the energy of this year is about, and you need to gravitate more towards people, situations, and things that are about the kind of communication that seems to be in alignment and resonance with the way and with what you're communicating rather than you feeling as if you're constantly trying to get a point across but somebody isn't listening 
or you are able to see the, the, the truth or reality of something, and yet there, the other person is constantly creating illusion for themselves, off, you know, communicating in a way that's talking around it rather than to it. Well, I talk to it. Right. I try to but, talk but, that to means, it. but that means you should also have someone who is willing to talk to it back to you. And if you're not getting that, then that nine may come in and say, you know, I think that we've reached the end of this pattern of communication. And I think that we perhaps have reached the end of what this situation can bring us because it's never going to go anywhere. It gets stuck in a loop when I communicate to and you don't listen or you don't communicate to it. And so we just keep going round and round rather than ever making any forward progress. Well, it's not that. It's, what's happening is there's a little bit of that going on. It hasn't been, but it's a little bit of that energy going on because of, uh, I would say, put it this way, people who are trying to manipulate the spiritual energies to control another party, if that makes sense to you. Uh, so someone that is trying to influence you or the other person? The other party, not me, because I'm very clear and I'm very, um, I'm very uh, spiritual. That I am. So I know if something's not clear to me, I will keep asking myself, the universe, God, you know, and but it will appear and it will show me what is going on or. or it all comes to me in a dream, very vividly. Um, so well, do you think this is somebody whispering in his ear or her ear, or do you think it's somebody who is uh, magically it doing it? Exactly. That's what I meant. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> you can say it. I think somebody is cursing or hexing or jinxing or <laughs> crossing, if we'll, well use I, that Well, that's what it is. And um, I know this for a fact. I see it, and I'm like, wow. Well, so, yes. However, have you communicated that to this person? I communicated that, and so has his mother. Well, so the card card that came up for him is the Page of Wands. Here it's called the Princess of Wands. Um, And the pages are children. So... We have somebody who is acting like a child. (laughs) Um, And what happens with wands, wands is fire, which is ego. Page of wands can show someone who is immature and tends to be too kind of caught up in their own ego, that they aren't willing to look past it. And some of that can mean, well, I don't want to admit that because I want to pretend like I'm always in control. So I certainly don't want to admit that somebody else is having some sort of influence over me. So I'm going to turn a blind eye. (laughs) Um, Page of Wands can also tend to be somebody who only ever wants to have fun. And they never want to get serious or they never want to deal with the serious things. And it's like, well, if it's not fun, if it's not entertaining me at this moment, then it's kind of like I don't want to deal with it. And they cannot, like Page of Wands is Aries. So whether the person is an Aries or not, they can be exhibiting that Aries, those Aries qualities. It's all about me. And if I'm not being entertained and it's not in front of me, then it doesn't exist. And 
whether that's I want to pretend it doesn't exist or it's just I my brain doesn't comprehend anything that isn't right in front of me in this moment. Um, so dealing with a child can be a bit challenging <laughs> because we want them to grow up and yet they're doing nothing to take steps to grow up and evolve on their own. So we can only do so much. And the Queen of Wands comes up as the card in the relationship, meaning the card of what's in between the two of your individual cards. So that would indicate that there's probably a female figure that is somehow coming in between the situation. Um, fire, again, we have Wands, so it's somebody who is extremely <laughs> sure of themselves and confident in who they are and what they're able to do, and they don't like to be said no to. Um, Queen of Wands is like the person who will, you know, go up and talk to somebody in a bar and if the person says they're not interested, they'll be like, uh, yes, you are because you do see who I am, right? So this could show us that we're dealing with someone who is very powerful and also is very confident and is very ego-driven. And driven yeah. And okay. well, but 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 that the reason I say powerful is because they probably are well aware of how to use those magical means to influence, manipulate, or get what they want. And if you have that coming up against a child, the child doesn't know what to do and is very easily influenceable, and malleable, and manipulatable. And if that child is not going to do anything to learn in order to protect themselves or to meet them at an equal level rather than to just have somebody that's always more powerful than them influencing them. The concern here is, because your card is also wands, eight of wands, which is another fire card, so a lot of fire going on. The concern here is that the longer you stick around, the more likely you are to get burned because the other person who is the, the focus of where this is being sent isn't doing anything to counteract it. And you can keep trying, but I would be concerned that you're going to end up getting burned in some way. Because Eight of Wands is really a card of, it's a card of speed, which means to not hang around too long. And it's also a card of travel or movement, which can indicate that it's we want to make a decision or we want to move a, uh, away from this or move on sooner rather than later if nothing is changing because the longer we stay there, the more we're going to get burned and drawn into it and then suffer the consequences of that. Which goes back to the hermit card that this may be a year of forging your own path, going your own way, you know, retreating to the cave so that you're actually out of and away from the line of fire. And recognizing the pattern of, do I say this to this person and yet it always seems to come back around? Now I'm having to say it again. And oh, now we're back to a point where they seem to be denying again. Oh, now let me try again. If you've tried, his mother has tried, and yet nothing seems to be changing, <laughs> then, then at some point we have to recognize perhaps this is a pattern or a cycle that is repetitive and yet not healthy nor serving your highest interest. And you don't have to keep putting yourself 
in that line of fire. Understood. Okay. I mean, looking at the image here, I would say that, so the, actually the deck I'm using is also an Egyptian deck. In, in Egypt, there were like the seven arrows of Sekhmet, which were sent towards enemies. But there's ways to, you can, if you think of that magically, it's this idea of if somebody sends a magical arrow towards me, then I have to send a magical arrow back. You know, I can't just shoot a real arrow and think that that's going to counteract a magical arrow because magic works in a different realm. And the Eight of Wands here actually shows an archer um, shooting an arrow kind of into the sky. And so one thing that would tell me is really the only means of counteracting that at this point is if you were going to be willing to take up magical arms against this person that is doing, that is influencing the person you're involved with. While that can be effective, you still would have to ask yourself, why am I having to engage in this battle and do this instead of this other person doing that for themselves? Well, it's a little bit more complicated. So you're hitting it on the nose. It's a little more complicated than what it appears to be, and I know the depth of what it is, which I'm not going to see on the air, but you are right. You are right. Well, you you know, just know that the more complicated it gets and the more willing you are to wade into those complications, the more likely you are to get burned. And the more you have to really come in with very strong, uh, very well understood magical approaches. You can't go into it lightly and you can't go into it as an amateur. So if you're willing to take that up, then you've got quite the challenge ahead of you, but it does show that it can be effective. Just know that you can't just, you know, and I only say this because this is what I see people do. They would think they're in this situation. They, oh, okay, so I'm just going to look up on the internet like a, you know, a a protection spell or a uncrossing spell, and I'm just going to do that. Well, not that those things don't work. However, if you go into doing that and you have never learned how to do it and you don't have a lot of understanding or experience with it, going up against somebody who is experienced, it's, you know, you could actually end up getting hurt or burned far worse because it can backfire. Right, right. However, the person is not really experienced, but they have paid someone who is. Well, it, it, but there it's the same difference. Yes, yes, and so I'm fully aware of what you're saying. What you're saying is the truth. You're on. You're hitting it on the head. You're hitting it on the head. So, but to me, the the biggest question is: Is this really your battle, and is it really worth it to you to get enmeshed in taking up that battle for this other person instead of? wondering why they aren't doing that for themselves. Well, it's not really... I'm going to put it like this. Um, it's not... It's part of a piece of their battle, but the battle is not really the person. The battle is really me. Against me. 
Okay. That's why I said. So I'm clear, very clear in what you're saying. The battle is against me from the beginning. Well, then, then I would encourage you to focus on, because nine is a number of me, and ten is a number of me in the world around me. So focus on doing what you need to do for the part of that battle that is about you. And don't mix into that fighting this other person's battle for them as well. Because it's not really about the other party. I mean, about uh, the guy. It's about him a little bit, but it's really about me. It's about me and this person thinks is very ego-driven and whatever. They, they've always been envious, and I didn't really take it to heart because I was like, whatever. Then, uh, well, I, I just I just worry or question whether this the person that you're in a relationship with that they're kind of watching from the sidelines and allowing it to be entertainment for them. Yeah. It's, it's it's like it's like the guy who steps back and is amused to watch his wife and his mistress have a cat fight yeah, well, rather than then deal yeah. with the situation. Understood. Well, so so the two women are dealing with the situation because uh, on one level it's about them, <laughs> but um, you know, but it, it begs the question of the the husband as to how come he's not being more adult about this and willing to take responsibility for his part in creating the situation and then resolving it rather than stepping back and using it as basically a sport to watch. Uh, so. Absolutely. That's, I, you know, I, of course these questions have come to my head. And um, I have been focusing on myself. And I will continue to trust and believe that I will. I just know that, um, you know, I've seen this as a child, you know, within my family. And, and it's sad. I'm talking about like young child. There's like, wow. I didn't really understand. I heard a lot going on. I saw things, and then it's like, wow, the end result is sad. But, um, you know, everyone's path is different. Right. But for now, yeah, for, for now, you have to focus on your battle, for lack of a better word. And I think that you're going to have to meet, <laughs> meet magic for magic. Oh, if you yes. want to think of it that oh, way. Yes. And I would, well, depending on what your particular tradition is or what you tend to gravitate towards, like for me, I would look at this and, and be like, well, look into, you know, like some information regarding how to protect against or how to battle against the seven arrows of Sekhmet. Um, because there may be some techniques in there and there may be some ideas in there that will be very useful and also relevant to kind of the the approach that's being taken towards you. Because those arrows a lot of times are things like, think of like arrows that have been dipped in poison, Uh, you know, or arrows that have been, that are put on fire and then fired off at at something. Um, So... 
from a magical sense, what that's doing is we're sending arrows in to poison the well, to poison the situation, to inflame the situation um, so that it then starts to, you know, burn out of control and burn everything up and everyone that's involved kind of thing. Um, but whatever tradition or that you're used to or familiar with or work with, you know, certainly you can use that. This is different. This is different, but definitely, um, I have been reading, and I don't mean on the internet either, and uh, just doing my own personal research. Well, and don't and be afraid to it. consult some. Don't don't be afraid to consult a more experienced practitioner, because that may also be needed as support. Uh, because that's what that other person is doing as well. So hopefully that helped a little. Oh, that helps. I'm definitely going to do some research in the seven hours because I'm, I'm certainly not familiar with it, but, um, you know, I am Virgo with a Mercury in Virgo, so I do my research <laughs> very well. Well, then I, I think that there will be something in there that will probably inform you or be something that you can go, oh, okay, now I have an idea of how to perceive what's being done or sent as well as how to think about how to now counteract it. You may turn to things that you're more familiar with to do that, but it may just give you kind of a perspective or a perception um, and add to that. Well, I mean, this is my new birthday. Uh, we did mention in the beginning, Mars is in Scorpio. So you know, that's the sign of who? The warrior, right? That's right. Or the... Or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, and and it shows that we have to be more proactive and aggressive. Yeah, that's right now. I like. Yes, yes, yes. And Mercury yeah. on Tuesday goes into Libra, so it's also going to be about restoring balance and justice through communication. Magic is a form of communication. It's just a different level of communication. Um, so it, it, it's time. It is time because I, I do have quite a few planets in Libra and I try to smooth things out. But like you said, justice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Good. Good. So... Well, thank you for thank calling you. in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very insightful and very on point. You're welcome. I well, I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the day. A, thank you, you too. Have a All good right. day. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will speak to... Someone calling from area code 617. So if you're calling from area code 617, be prepared, because after this break, we will be speaking with you.
Join Mildred Lynn McDonald for a fascinating tour of the mind-body-spirit connection. Enjoy nourishing conversations, thought-provoking guests, personal growth tools, compassionate guidance, practical tips, plus a generous sprinkling of East Coast humor and warmth. You'll also love our popular roundtable discussions featuring Deb Carousella, Heisey Lutmers, John Carousella, and Mildred Lynn. Airs the first Sunday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. For more information, please go to HealingConversationsWithMildredLynn.com. listening to LIVE on-air readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts on Firefly Willows LIVE. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. And we are back. I am Heisey Letmers, one of the Firefly Willows LIVE hosts. I host Revolution on the second Sundays of each month and the Amethyst Oracle on the second Tuesdays of each month. You can find past shows as well as upcoming information for episodes here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Firefly Willows Live. Or you can find us on iTunes. Just look up Firefly Willows Live. It'll pop right up for your listening, downloading, and subscribing as a podcast pleasure. We're going to keep going with people for readings here. This is what the show is all about, the fourth Sunday of the month. It's actually the fifth Sunday of the month, so it's a special call-in show. We get double dose of call-in shows this month. Um, if you'd like to get into the queue, you can. Uh, you can Skype in from the show page, or you can call 646-716-5510. So we're going to go to our next caller, and this is someone calling from area code 617. Are you there, caller? I'm here. How are you? I am good. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Annette and I'm calling from Boston. From Boston? Yeah. I just had someone for dinner last night and they were also here from Boston. Boston is in the air today, apparently. (laughs) So what is it we can look at for you today? Actually, look at the, uh, as to what's going on. Well, I kind of know what's going on um, within my family. Um, there's just a lot of um, upheaval, especially in my living situation, and um, I just can't seem to to get a grip on this. Um, nothing really changes. So is this, particularly are you asking about what's going on between you and one or more people in your family, or just kind of the situation for your family overall, like when you say like living situation? I think it's the total situation of my family overall. Okay. I seem to be the odd man out, <clears throat> as always, and I'm not complaining about it, but, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it's been that way since I was a kid, and nothing, it's like nobody has changed. Nothing happens. It it seems to keep getting worse. So, as I look at the cards that have come up, 
-hmm. It may be time to stop trying to get things and people to change, to accept that perhaps they never will, and to let go and move on. Yes, yes. Because the the first two cards that come up here are the Seven of Pentacles and the Death card. Mm -hmm. The Seven of Pentacles can often be about looking to what we have accomplished, done, or brought to fruition in the past. Mm. But that, think of like, um, like let's say we have our favorite apple tree in the garden. And mm. for many years, it's given us so many apples, and we've been able to enjoy them, and we've been able to sell apple pie and applesauce at the farmer's market and all sorts of stuff. Mm. And now it's like, well, it doesn't seem to be yielding the same fruit anymore. Right. And, you know, the Seven of Pentacles next to the Death card, which is what's here, says mm-hmm. maybe we have to accept that this tree has lived its fruit-bearing life. Yeah. And instead of, mm-hmm. maybe if I just hug the tree a little more, it'll give me more fruit. Maybe, But it served me so well, and I just love the apples from it. But maybe right. it's time to say, you know, maybe I need to let go of this apple tree, and maybe it's time for me to plant a lemon tree. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's time for me to do something else that will yes. start to bear new and different fruit yes. rather than to keep trying to basically squeeze blood from a stone. That's to, true. To, to, Amen to that. To keep trying to make something happen or to yes. change something when yes. the evidence of what is the reality of it is right in front of me. I just yes. don't want to either accept that, see that, or deal with that. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, um, because part of the part of the, the of the, the main issue was that I have um, a sister who suffers from mental illness, um, and basically I'm the only one who is really taking care of her. Meaning, you know, if she has to go to the hospital, I'm the one that jumps up at two o'clock in the morning. I'm the one that you know is is there for her. And what I've noticed is that when she when she becomes stable. It's all of a sudden she wants nothing to do with me, doesn't want to talk to me, just nothing to do with me. Um, You know, she's helping other people, she's providing for others, but when it comes to me and when she's in that place where she feels stable, I'm mud, I'm nothing. And this seems to continue to be a pattern with her. So it's understandable how that would feel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if you pay attention to what you've said there, Mm -hmm. everything that you've said is dependent on your expectations of how you think she should behave. Mm -hmm. And the death Mm -hmm. card says, death card is about impermanence and non-attachment. So it says, Mm -hmm. it's time for us to let go of expectation, which means if I want to help my sister... I do it because I want to help my sister, not because I think that will then change the way that she treats me or she will then do something for me afterwards as a result. See, and so, that's not how I think. That's really, well, that's no. really not, that's not how, I, how I think because I already know. It's like no matter what. I mean, it could be, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning because that's happened before or whether it's on my way to work. I do it not because I'm expecting anything from her, I'm doing it because I love my sister. But then when you when you think that she has stabilized 
and then she is not treating you the way that you hope or think that she should be treating you. That really is an expectation of, but how come she's not doing this since I did this over here for her? Mm. Yeah, and I see what you're saying. And I see what you're saying. Th- what, what's really nice here, so the Four of Cups comes in here, but it says that our complacency, which can also mean the having having blinders on and only seeing things in a certain way has gotten so familiar that yes. we can't see anything else. Mm, and yes. we've four of cups yes. is nice sometimes, but it also means that we can get stuck and we stagnate. Yeah, and we kind of it's almost like we drown in this emotional complacency. Yes, oh my <laughs> um, gosh, yes. And the the nice thing is that the two cards that follow, which are looking forward, meaning outlook, outcome, future, etc., um, we have the two of cups and the two of wands. The fact that we have the number two for both of those cards, two is a number of connection, of Mm -hmm. relationship, Mm -hmm. of partnership. Mm. And there is a sense that if you can, it doesn't mean you have to stop helping your sister when she is in need of help. Mm -hmm. Those, you know, five o'clock in the morning situations, et cetera. Yes. But when she is stable, Mm -hmm. it's, Stepping away, so it's it's like dropping somebody off at the house and saying, "Okay, you're stable. You're now on your own." And then you go off to live your life, yeah. rather than to constantly check in or think, "Well, maybe I should go in for a little while to make sure they get settled." And right, now you've yeah. lost the afternoon <laughs> and you didn't get that shopping done you were yeah. going to do and everything yeah. else. That's true. So if you can stop doing those things. Mm. What the two of cups and the two of wands really indicate is it will suddenly free up and open up space for you mm. to connect with and for new relationships to be able to come into your life. Yeah, yeah. That Two yeah. of Cups is great because it's this idea of um, connecting with someone on a deeper level where we both, it's like we're both thirsty and we both seem to have exactly what we need in each other's cup that we can offer each other. Yes. And whether that's a romantic relationship, which Two of Cups often can be, but mm. it can also just be a deep friendship or just mm-hmm. someone we have a really strong kinship and connection to, because even if we never see them other than, I just went through another episode with my sister, and so this is the person I can always call. We go to lunch, and exactly. it's like my opportunity to decompress, to debrief. They know exactly how I'm feeling. They're right there. They're my shoulder. They're everything. Yeah. You may only see them wow. at those times, but you both understand that's what this relationship serves for each of us, and we don't need right. it to be anymore. But right. we can't be going to lunch with them if we're thinking, maybe I should just go in with my sister and make sure she gets settled in, and then that leads into right. an hour, and then that leads into three hours, and now I'm canceling by sending a text to my friend and saying, I can't meet you for lunch. I wish yep. I could have. You have to be mm-hmm. the one that starts to change that so that you are letting go of thinking, I need to do more, or right. it, maybe if I go in, she'll actually say thank you. Right, yep. Yeah, that's but true. that's the expectation wow. that we are needing, mm. thinking she should say thank you because I did this for her. If we can let go right. of that expectation, then we don't need to do that and we don't need to hear that. Certainly it would be nice if we did. Right. But we don't right. need to hear it and we mm. haven't taken away from ourselves the time and the opportunity to spend with 
someone or something else that is more nourishing and enriching and supportive so for us. Oh my gosh, that's so true. So, yes. Yes. And, and that's why I think that this Seven of Pentacles, this death card is here because it says we, we can certainly honor, acknowledge, and respect the effort and the work that you have done mm-hmm. for your yes. sister. Yes. But now it's time to let go of hoping for more or expecting more, I should say more mm. correctly. Expecting more or thinking maybe if I just do it one more time or do a little bit more, then she will change her opinion of me. She will treat me differently. Right. Instead of holding out for that, go and mm-hmm. find what you need elsewhere. Amen. Find, find the sister from another mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rather than keep waiting for this sister. That's true to be who you want her to be. That's, you know what, you just, I mean, you just summed up, you just summed up how I need to be, not just with my sister, but with my family, period. Because it's like, it's like I don't, it's like it's right in front of you. It's like you, it's almost like you're invisible. Mm -hmm. But this is how I feel. This is actually how I feel in my heart, is that I feel like, I have passed away. I'm gone, physically off this planet, but I'm still walking around trying to get the attention of my family, and they right. don't know that I'm there. But I've so, already passed. Well, that's so crazy, isn't it? Stop! Stop living as a ghost. Stop living right. as a shell. Yes. And yes. So if 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 you heard somebody say. I think that there is a ghost in my house of someone that keeps hanging around. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't generally think, oh, well, let's figure out how we can interact with them more. <laughs> Usually right, we think yeah. of what can I do to help them pass on, to move yep. on in their journey because they are stuck or trapped here versus continuing. And I would say that we need to do the same thing for you. Um, you know, one, I think that doing a little bit of a releasing, I would call it spell, but ritual or whatever it is you wanted to call it, um, doing something as, as a releasing would be good and also something that helps, because I'm almost envisioning because of the way you described that, doing it exactly the same way we would do it for like a, a ghost in a house, which would be to sage yourself. And if I speak about something that you're not familiar with, just tell me and I can either explain it or we can use something else that would be more familiar. Um, But a lot of people know sage where you burn the sage and the smoke and that's what they use to like clear the energy out of a room and that kind of thing. And, but you can sage anything. And so you can sage yourself, which think of the energetic bubble you inhabit, whether it's your aura or just the energetic bubble around you. Um, we need to sage that in order to clear out any connections and energy from the family that is unhealthy, yes. that doesn't need to be there, that is taking up space that other things that could be more loving and accepting and supportive could actually come into. Yes. So we clear that out. Now, one of the very common things to use, like for a ghost or a spirit that can't move on, is rose. And mm. so, um, you know, using essential rose oil you could do that that, you know or rose water 
then yep, after you too. sage, you would want to fill yourself with that and fill that energetic space with rose because it helps you to move on. But it okay. does it in a loving way because if you think yeah. of rose petals, so it's kind of like the sage is cutting away the thorns on the rose and then yeah. the rose petals come along and they're very velvety and they kind of surround and become this velvet carpet of love that both embraces us and then is that magic carpet that helps to move us on. But we feel comfortable and at ease and at peace doing that. Um, Rose is also really good for attracting love. And the fact that two of cups and two of wands is here, one thing that that says is what you need is not so much group dynamic at this point and moving forward, but more one-on-one dynamic. So... Find, both finding or just cultivating, maybe you already have people, but m- make an effort to have one-on-one time with people that are supportive and loving and nurturing for you. And yeah. don't try to force that with your family. Yes. Yeah. But with the family that you create and the family that yeah. you choose. Yeah. Um, and so doing the rose will not only help to maintain a sense of I still love my family but I know I can't be around them so I have to step away and move forward and move on but it will also then help to attract in more loving energy and people that are much more connected to you on that deeper level that want to see you be happy and don't want or need anything from you other than to be there to help support you in being happy yes oh my gosh this is so true. So very, very, so very, very true. I, I guess what's kind of sad, um, it really brought tears in to my eyes because sorry. It's all right. Um, <sighs> the nice thing about when we cry is it's it's an emotional release of things that have built up. So some of what we've been talking about here seems to have perhaps touched on something that has been long held and built up for a long time. And it may be resonating in a way that is allowing you to finally come to an acceptance and release some of that to open up that emotional space within yourself to be ready to start doing some of these things rather than to continue to stay stuck in. Yeah. So the crying is it's not something to apologize as a, as a ghost, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering a house, through a house, <laughs> looking for my family, trying to get their attention, but I'm dead. <laughs> But I'm very encouraged by this Two of Cups and Two of Wands because it says there are other beings out there that see you for who you are. And to to them, you are a very vibrant and living being. You just have to allow yourself to move towards them and away from the ones that continue to ignore you and make you feel or cause you to feel invisible. So the the energy and the time that you put towards 
trying to get your family to notice you. When you start shifting that to putting that energy and time towards getting people who are truly recognizing you and loving you and supporting you, the nice thing is it probably will happen fairly quickly Okay. that those kind of people begin to come into your life. You just have to make the switch. And yes. the death card being here, death is associated with Scorpio as a card. And if you heard me with one of the previous callers, we were talking that right now we're in Mars and Scorpio, and it's also a Scorpio moon. So this weekend especially is dredging up all sorts of deep, dark things that we... Yeah either have repressed or don't want to deal with. And it, it may feel kind of tidal wave-ish at times, because think of the yeah. moon, how it causes the tides to go in and out. And so moon and Scorpio yeah. is like pulling all of that in, like high tide of all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and Mars is in Scorpio through September 15th. So this is the time to be paying attention to all of these things that are coming up and to be willing to start doing something about them and to bring them to closure because after September 15th especially, I think you will find if you have done that, then yes. you will very quickly start to um, attract and draw in because you're, you're opening up the space for it to be able to happen. You will very quickly start to draw in people that are much more recognizing and supportive of you. Um, two of Cups can say it will happen within two months. Okay. once you have made that choice and kind of made that break. Um, can also Two of Cups could also be within the next uh, water sign, which is Scorpio. Scorpio is October 20th to November 20th. Um, but it, And it's in a position of the next one to three months. So it seems as if it will happen within a couple of months that you will okay. feel as if you have forged some very strong, deep, perhaps new, loving, relationships and friendships. Good, good. That's what I need. And then the fire comes back. Two of Wands follows that, and Wands is fire. So you start to feel more energized and vibrant, and you're willing to shine in the world or feel as if you're actually being seen in the world in the spotlight again rather than getting lost in the shadows yeah. all of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Beautiful, beautiful. So I know it's not an easy time nor an easy process to go through, but I'm encouraged by the fact that at least you have that awareness. And the analogy you were able to see for yourself was particularly apropos, but just because a ghost is still haunting a house doesn't mean that, that the ghost is you know, doomed to do that forever. There are exactly. things that we can do to help them on, but also the ghost, the spirit itself, has to make the choice to say, okay, it is time for me to move on. I have to stop holding on so hard. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. And so we're encouraged by that awareness that you have of that. And now it's just taking that step. But something will start to come in very quickly to reassure you that it was the right step and to help you feel as if it'll be okay for me doing this. Because already there are things coming in to support me in this. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. This was probably one of the best readings I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well. Really. I'm very grateful to hear that. Yes. Thank you. It has, it has really, it's setting me free. It really Excellent. is. Excellent. Yes, it's, it's coming home. It, it's, 
it's something that I I I really have not really wanted to look at. But speaking with you, it, it's it's in my face. I have to look at it. I've been feeling it for so so many years, and been having dreams about it, of you know, wandering a house, and I can't get out, and I'm a ghost, and I can't get out, and I'm like, who is this ghost? Right. Is it me or you know, then I realize that it's me. I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this house. I can't get out. You know, nobody sees me. <laughs> but, well, there, there's a whole world out there of beings that are wanting to see you. You yeah. just have to step out of the shadows that you keep yourself confined in so that they can actually let you know, we do see you. That's true. That's true. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. more Thank than you. welcome. Many blessings to you. Many blessings. And you as well. All right. Enjoy Bye-bye. the day. I Bye-bye. will. You as well. Bye-bye. All right. So I, I think after that, we will take a quick break. And as soon as we come back, we're going to talk to someone who's calling from area code 650. Um, I know we had someone from that area code before. This one, the first three numbers of the phone number are 823. So if you're calling from area code 650, and your phone number starts with 823. We will be talking to you next, just after this. Firefly Willows LIVE hosts on Firefly Willows LIVE. Find out more at FireflyWillows.com. At Firefly Willows LIVE, we're working hard to be your trusted source for fun, enlightening, and heart centered information and community. And we're passionate about the art of transformative media, the new leading edge of communication in our highly connected, media rich world. If you're passionate about facilitating change and you have gifts or ideas you'd like to share, come join us, host a show, or be a guest, or connect us to an amazing speaker or teacher whose message is too good to miss. There's always room for courageous, knowledgeable changemakers, inspired artists, and new ideas. Let us know you're interested. Send an email to info at fireflywillows.com. We're Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E. 
helping you find and shine your inner light. And welcome back. My name is Heisey Lutmer. This is Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, our monthly call-in show where you have a chance to call in and get a reading live on the air with various hosts. I host a couple of shows. First, uh, second Sunday of each month, I host Revolution, and second Tuesdays of each month, I host the Amethyst Oracle, both of which you can find on Facebook. Uh, you can also find past shows here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as on iTunes. Just search for Firefly Willows Live. So we're going to go ahead and move to our next caller, and that is someone calling from area code 650. Are you there, caller from 650? Yes, I see. I'm here. Oh. This is well, Shielding. hello. Oh, hello. Well, Hi. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> what is it that we could take a look at for you today? You know, um, my husband's going to get a dog. I just don't know what to do with it. You know, you did a card reading for him before. Well, when you say you don't know and what he, to do with it. I don't really want to have another dog in my house. And in the past 30-some years, we have had two dogs. One lived for 16 years, the other one 12 years. And the second one died a year ago, and now he's getting ready to have another dog. And I just don't want to have the responsibility and see the dog hairs everywhere, and the dog poops in the backyard. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> well, is there a reason why and he can't deal me, with that? Huh? Is there a reason why he can't deal with that? Why do you have to be the one to deal with it? Uh, well... Uh, he's a very responsible person. I'm sure he'll do, uh, do uh, more than, you know, just his share and take care of the dog. But there will be other, there will be times he won't be home, and uh, then I will end up in taking care of the dog. And the main thing is that I just, for some reason, uh, I did not notice pets have uh, hairs until recent years. And we have had cats. And now our cat, I start to see the hairs everywhere, and uh, I just have to keep cleaning. And uh, you know, I just feel a kind of a tired of cleaning up. And he's going to bring a bring a dog, and the dog will bark and uh, demand attention, and uh, and he's going to get a border collie. Is that right? Whatever border collie. Mm-hmm. And it's a long-haired dog. I searched on the internet. I said, oh, my God, that's a hairy dog. It's true. <laughs> so he's, he's going to get it on the, uh, October 12th, and he wanted me to support him. And I told him, I don't want to deprive your joy of life, but I just don't feel like to, to, have, another, to have a dog. Well, so that's why I'm asking you, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I know you're a dog person. It's okay it's with true. you. <laughs> and for well, a lot of people. <laughs> well, but this is one of those, this is a classic scenario of relationships. Um, and is there, I mean, 
do you feel he's just made a decree that he's going to get a new dog or did he allow for there to be discussion and there was a sense of we both have to agree in order to do this? Well, I think in his mind, I'm, I'm, I would be supportive. And he says he, he's a dog person. He, he just, uh, he wants a dog. He's a very emotional person. I can see well, that he, he is, wants is a dog. He, so, so when you say in his mind he thinks that you will be supportive, is that because you have given an impression for him to think that you will be supportive, or have you been very clear in in your objection? Uh, I have my objection recently, very clear. Uh, but in his mind, in the past, in the past, what he brought in the animals, uh, when my kids were small, he, they just went out and got a dog or cat and uh, gave me as the Christmas present or a birthday present. And I accept them. But now kids are gone, and I'm thinking, a dog will live for another 10, 18 years. Well, and it, <laughs> sounds, just, and it sounds like the previous pets were probably given to you as gifts, not because you had asked for them or indicated you necessarily wanted a pet, but because they wanted it, and so they used giving it to you as a gift as a way to get it into the house. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and, and then I accept them, you know, um, as a you know, they make kids happy, make my husband happy. But now it is that I'm thinking, I don't know, I think I think maybe there's something else other than I just don't want a dog. And, you know, I just get tired of it. Well, uh, I've been cleaning up the house and uh, uh, trying to re- reorganize and getting rid of things. And I found myself just uh, like, a, oh, I can I accumulate things. I, I can't believe. But now I'm getting rid of things, trying to... Simplified, and he's bringing the dog to to just <laughs> make life interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one thing I would say is when you say that there's something else going on, I would say it's because uh-huh. you may feel as if you're once again simply being not heard or being overridden in whatever it is that you have to say as in terms of what you might want or what your position is. And that's why I mentioned, like, in the past, it's a sense that really it was everybody else that wanted a pet. They gave it to you as a gift, as a way to get it into the house, but it's not because it was something they thought you wanted or that you indicated you wanted. And then you had to just learn to live with it. And that seems to be indicated again. I mean, I would look at the cards that came up. I would say this isn't necessarily the best time for bringing a pet in. Um, But the Queen of Swords is reversed here. And it seems to indicate that, once again, either you will be overridden, because the Queen of Swords reversed is kind of like the, it's kind of like having a figurehead in a company. You know, they have no power or no say in anything, but they have the title. Um, and that the Queen of Swords reversed can indicate that. Um, it can also indicate that the only thing that you could do is you would have to put your foot down really hard. Like the Queen of Swords reverse is kind of the ultimate bitch card. And so it's like you'd have to just come in and, you know, say, bring a dog in, I'm going to cut off your head. <laughs> um, so if you're willing to take that kind of approach, that may be effective. 
if you are not the type to take that kind of approach, then it's more likely that you're just going to be overridden once again. Uh, and, and while I can look at this and say this isn't the right time, how you... I, I don't know that you'll have very much luck in trying to convince somebody else that this isn't the right time and to wait. But I think that at the deeper level, what this is, is triggering is more that sense of this is, this is one of those things that has been done before because everybody else or someone else wanted it and it was either against your objections and they did it anyway, or they used you as the excuse for doing something, even though it had nothing to do with you. It's just what they wanted, but it made them feel better to think they were like giving you a gift. <laughs> and it's once again something that you're going to have to just grin and bear it. You're going to have to just deal with it and suffer through it, even though it's not something you asked for nor wanted. So what this and there's a lot of swords coming up here. So we have the Nine of Swords reversed. We have the Ten of Swords. We have the Queen of Swords reversed. Swords is about communication. So the fact that we have all of these swords coming up can also indicate that it's either in how we communicate or our unwillingness to communicate more forcefully <laughs> um, that this this may be kind of stirring up uh, and either we're going to have to be willing to recognize this is a situation that provides an opportunity to shift that communication mode, or I'm just going to have to accept that I have already created a pattern of giving in and grinning and bearing it and dealing with, and just do that once again. Yeah, I think I think he he's thinking I love him and eventually uh, because he needs a dog and so eventually I will uh, just accept the dog and uh, like our last dog and I have to say that I did not want to have a dog but I I kept saying that I, I learned unconditional love from the dog, um, you know so. Well, I think that there is something I'm trying to figure out the fairness in this, in our relationship, because mm -hmm. basically I'm, a, I'm more of a cat person. I can tolerate cat more than I can uh, with a dog. And he's a dog person. And now we have our daughter's cat in the house. And it doesn't bother me, and, uh, except the hair, cat hair. Uh, I have to clean up. And I have to deal with that scratches. So could you uh, could you could you ask him if it's possible at least to wait until there's no other animals in the house before bringing another one in? Which would just mean yeah. he still gets to have a dog. It just has to be later when there aren't other animals in the house. And could you also try to negotiate with him to perhaps get a dog that is a a short hair dog that doesn't shed versus a fur dog, which does. Um, so that 
at least that part of it that seems to be one of your biggest issues would not be an issue. Well, I think it's just a dog requires so much uh, more uh, attention than a cat, you know. So, uh, but, but that, that's... Well, that's, attention, that's, attention, yes, but it sounds like your husband will give the attention. But it's more about the maintenance and cleaning up aspects that seem to be a bigger factor for you. And if you have one that is um, either a short hair or a non-fur dog, because hair dogs don't shed, whereas fur dogs do, basically, um, like I have a miniature dachshund who is a short-haired miniature dachshund, and she doesn't mm-hmm. shed at all, so there isn't that mm-hmm. issue. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so also trying to negotiate and see, well, does it have to be a border collie? Can we look at other types of dogs that could be a possibility that don't shed, so that at least that part of it, because um, that seems to be mm-hmm. more the part that falls on you, the cleaning up after. <laughs> the attention he probably just, I mean, other than when he's traveling or something like that, I realize, but if you only have to deal with that when he's traveling or not around, but you're not having to deal with all the cleanup stuff otherwise, then it may change your experience and not make it feel so imposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the key of that all goes back to the communication aspect of saying, uh-huh. you know, could we wait until there are no animals in the house and then bring a dog in? Can we... Talk about getting a different kind of dog that I don't isn't going want to show. Oh, well. But have you ever said that specifically and clearly to him? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he hears it. <laughs> yeah, and and then I think I think probably you know that uh, I know it's not there. I don't know. Well, it isn't, and that's what it's, I mean, that that's that deeper issue that it's triggering for you is the feeling of I'm not being heard, it's not fair, there isn't equality and equanimity here in the relationship and the decisions that are made and that kind of thing. And the cards that came up would indicate that that doesn't seem to be changing. So one, that could be why it would say this isn't the right time to bring in a dog because it's just playing into those feelings. But it doesn't seem so. Besides the nine and uh, ten of swords, we have the uh, two of pentacles reversed, which shows us that it's going to be like two of pentacles reversed is like we're we're overburdened. Like upright, it's the multitasker. We can manage and juggle everything. Reversed is we have too much on our plate. We can't manage and juggle. It feels like it's too much. So that seems to be another indication that this dog's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> Um, and it's probably going to feel to you that it isn't fair how much effort and work you have to put towards it when you didn't want it at all, and the other person that did want it doesn't seem to be either around enough to fulfill those obligations or willing to um, be responsible enough to take care of the work that goes into having a dog. And then the Queen of Swords reversed and then the Chariot card reversed. And the Chariot card reversed says, we feel like we're just once again spinning our wheels we never make any progress here. Here we could be talking about progress in terms of our communication, progress in terms of fairness. So either you have to just become the bitch of the Queen of Swords reversed and say, no, it's not going to happen. I know this isn't going to make you happy, but I don't want to put up with this again. 
<laughs> and this has been unfair in the past, and I'm not going to have, be not listened to and treated unfairly again. Or you're going to say, well, I guess I'm just going to have to grin and bear it and bite my tongue and scream into a pillow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it really that terrible? <laughs> well, yeah. In, in, in some ways, in some ways, it is just in the sense that this is obviously an ongoing pattern. The fact that the Ten of Swords is here shows us that this is an ongoing pattern that creates uh-huh. a feeling of being suppressed or oppressed. Suppression in the uh-huh. sense of we're not going to hear your voice. We're going to suppress what you're saying and not let it be part of the discussion. Oppression in the sense of you're just going to do this anyway. So it's like, fine, if you're going to stab me once, you might as well stab me ten times. But there's a sense that it's just a, a repeating, think of a ten with a zero. It's a repeating pattern or cycle. That And being mm-hmm. swords, it's not pleasant. It's, it's negative. It's painful. It's just not pleasant um you know so it's part of that cycle it's part of that loop and the queen of swords reverse says but we aren't willing to take up the sword to do something about it so then the chariot reversed says so it just we just feel like we're always spinning our wheels and it never seems to go anywhere mm-hmm. we never make any progress so so in that mm-hmm. sense it is that bad quote unquote mm-hmm. it's it's more of how how much have you or can you stand up to this? And, of course, we can't control somebody else, but it does start to bring questions around, well, what is the basic structure and nature of this relationship then anyway? Because it doesn't seem to be one that is based in fairness, equanimity, equality, everyone having a say, compromise, because in some ways, based on what you've said, you've compromised before many times with pets. But mm-hmm. in this instance, there doesn't seem to be any indication that the other party is willing to compromise. Um, so you, you, could, you could use the example to him and say, well, you're a judge, <laughs> Do you get to sit up there and say to one side, okay, we've heard what you had to say. I'm in agreement with you. When the other side says, now can I present my case? You're like, nope, I've already made my decision. I've already heard what I want to hear, and that's from this person, and that's who I agree with, so I don't want to hear what you have to say, so I'm just going to make my decision based on that one-sided argument. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I... I think you're saying uh, this is not the good time. It's really a, it's really something I, I feel that's right. And I'm going to tell him no, October 12th, I'm not going, well, I, it's just not the right time. I'm going to tell him that's not the right time. I can right. deal with it. The chariot card reverse supports that because it says not to move forward at this time with this. It is in mm-hmm. a long-term position, which could even say not to necessarily move forward with this in any time in the near future. But um, the fact that all the swords are here would also say 
at least not until after the winter. And what it's trying to uh-huh. encourage, what I would look at that is, it's trying to encourage you to use this as an opportunity to engage in a different type of discussion and have more time to talk this through and then make a decision uh-huh. af- after winter when uh-huh. hopefully there has been more of a willingness to engage in discussion and listening on both sides uh-huh. to come to a decision about whether to do this or not or when the right time would be rather than for this to just kind of like the, the chariot reverse is like we're, you're being steamrolled over and they're just going to do it anyway on October 12th. And so if you can at least use this to say let's wait and talk about this more and maybe think about doing this in the spring or after we have no other animals in the house or whatever, that would be at least something that you could take from this to do, to use and say, okay, can we at least put this off so we can talk about it more rather than doing it right now? Right, right, right. That, that, that just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely, it's not the right time to do um at least i feel i feel overwhelmed by i'm re cleaning and uh, reorganizing the whole house and uh, so it's just really not the right time to take on something else to mess up the things i'm trying to get done so it's absolutely just just right well, and I would agree. the cards would agree with you yeah yeah, ex- excellent. It's amazing, I see. <laughs> the cards are always right. Yeah. But the core issue that they're really bringing up is this is much more about communication style and yes. feeling as if we're actually uh-huh. being heard and that there is a sense of we're on equal ground and we have equal say in the relationship. You know, that's the deeper aspect that's coming up out of this and hopefully this could be an opportunity to start working on that and and doing some of that by being more forceful and willing to say no not October 12th we need to talk about Uh this more and then hopefully using that time to Uh work on the communication style and feel as if we're able to come to a more fair and equitable uh, discussion uh-huh. approach within the relationship yeah. itself. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is great. You're yeah. welcome. Hey. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to take my mom. Do you have time? It just, you know, well, it just is so much things that are going on this year. Uh, it's been a great year. Not necessarily easy, but it's been a great year. Well, that's good at least. I'm just learning a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I will give you a call another time. All right. Well, thanks I for calling in. I appreciate the reading, okay? Thank You're more you. than welcome. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Have a great day. You too. And that's going to bring us to the close of our show. I want to thank everybody that called in and was willing to get a reading on the air for other people to listen to. And I want to thank everybody just for listening. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed that. And I always say, when you hear a reading for somebody else, if you're hearing it, it's because there's something in it for you as well. So hopefully you found those nuggets 
of insight or guidance just from listening to other readings that also apply to you that you can put into action or take to heart in some way. And I would encourage you to tune in again. Um, Certainly throughout the month, we have different shows going on. Our call-in show is every fourth Sunday of the month, which is totally dedicated to offering readings to people uh, calling in. And I would invite you to listen to my shows, Revolution, as well as The Amethyst Oracle. And the next show coming up is going to be on Thursday, which is called What's Your Prescription for Balance with Dr. Dr. Glenna Calder. And that I think you would quite enjoy. So I would encourage you to check that out, as well as all of our past shows, which you can find here on Blog Talk or on iTunes. So thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to having you join us here again next time. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for What's Your Prescription for Balance? with Dr. Glenna Calder, Thursday morning at 8 a.m. I was born with my back to the stars. Turn me over. I'd like to see. Here comes the morning to end our dream. Tell me over. I'd like to see. I was born with my back to the stars. Please see that they tell my truth. Please see that they tell my truth. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.